0: Welcome to Main Street Banking, a podcast for community bankers brought to you by the Barrett School of Banking, located in the heart of banking, blues, and barbecue, Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Byron Earnhardt. I am the program director here at Barrett, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to our corner of the banking world and hope that we can make your bank, your staff, and maybe even your day a better one okay today we've got Jim Reaver back with uh, from ICBA securities and wanted to go ahead and do our Main Street economic update because there's just been a lot of news going on and wanted to bring Jim back in to uh, to the Main Street banking podcast and get get updated on all that's going on so Jim how you doing today fine Byron thank you for having me back good um, we, we wouldn't think we wouldn't think about asking anybody else for this information we're going with Jim so <laughs> okay. we've uh, we've heard it. A- We've heard a good deal about yields and yield curves over the past few weeks. So, uh, what does all this mean for community banks, and for, more importantly for our customers?
1: Well, we've uh, finally achieved the the long anticipated and dreaded inversion. Yeah. And and bond analysts like to use the two year versus the ten year part of the curve as a right. as a as a measuring st- point of that. Um, As we're speaking here in early September, it is completely flat. The two-year equals the 10-year. So Mm -hmm. we don't actually have any inversion, but we have no no slope whatsoever. If we look back to the beginning of uh, 2019, um, it's been nine-something months now, um, we have had a flattening between two and 10 years of uh, uh, somewhere around 50 basis points um, all yields have fallen all the way across the curve. Of course, we had one easing this year already. Mm-hmm. Um, the market is anticipating two more probably before the end of the year, and uh, we'll see if that actually uh, bears fruit or not. Um, but what it means for community banks is, is probably going to be some margin compression. Mm-hmm. Uh, banks were built for rising rates. Uh, certainly at the beginning of the year, the last time we took a good hard look at it was our our uh, uh asset liability uh clients that we helped them model their mm-hmm. a l We have somewhere around three hundred of those uh They were modestly asset sensitive mm-hmm. meaning positively get meaning they're probably going to see a little bit of margin compression so uh, uh this this is this isn't good for 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 income uh but it's not terrible either because they weren't terribly Positively gapped. They were just a little bit so.
0: Yeah, I remember the last time you were here, we, we talked about uh, getting them more positive. You know, the, the banks were moving away from that, and that was we were had discussed that. Tell us a little something about uh, negative interest rates. We've heard about them. Um, what are they? Where are we seeing them? Could why, they? why could, would anybody do this? And and could they happen to us? And that was the next okay. question. <laughs> um,
1: <clears throat> well. There is so much lack of momentum in several of the, you know, larger economies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, several of the, of the G8 mm-hmm. uh, have uh, very, very much dwindling growth. The, 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 the country most mentioned recently is Germany. Germany mm-hmm. may have already entered a recession, and they've got certainly very little price pressure. So, you know, our inflation rate is south of 2, 1.6-ish or mm-hmm. so. The Fed's not satisfied with that. Germany's is down below half a percent. So, um, so trying to ignite a slowing economy, uh, central bankers in a lot of these countries are applying plenty of stimulus, and they're doing it by actually um, disincent disincenting people to 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 save, cost- costing them money to actually put money in 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 savings. Now. Why would somebody buy a bond that's got a negative yield? Well, in some cases, uh, uh, there's duration needs, Uh, Now, I'm speaking now more specifically about um, institutional, probably Mm -hmm. Mm non-depositories, an example there's an insurance company. Uh, But if you buy a bond that yields negative 20 basis points, and then yields go to negative 30 basis points, guess what? The price of your bond has actually gone up. and, and, you know, uh, recently Germany's 10-year bond has been yielding minus 70 basis points. So some people need the collateral, some people need the duration in their portfolio, and there is the possibility, as bizarre as it sounds, as perverse as it sounds, that your your assets can appreciate even if you're buying at negative yields. Uh, the uh, folks, good folks in the uh, Republic of Austria issued a 100-year bond um, in 2017. Uh, that bond came. It's got a 2.1 stated coupon to it. That is now trading at over 200 cents on the dollar. So it has more than a 100 percent return uh, just on price appreciation yeah. since 2017. So there's there's plenty of room uh, for for these bond prices to go up, even if you're starting at a near zero or even even negative. Now, the second part of that, could that happen here? Yeah. Um, Anything could happen. Um, It looks to me like uh, there's enough um, inflation, enough GDP growth, um, even though it has slowed. I think that the second quarter is starting to come in somewhere around a 2% Mm -hmm. uh, annual uh, real return um, to where negative rates don't look like they're going to hit us right away. You know, the Fed is kind of warning us that they wish they had a little more room to lower rates, from here. They kind of had, had their druthers, they preferred them right. that they were going like to start dropping rates from a higher level that they'd begun doing that, but we still have some room for that to happen. Now, something else that's kind of um, unpleasant to talk about is that our national debt continues to set records every day, Right. and at some point, there's going to be more supply than the free world can gobble up, and many people would have expected that to already have happened. Mm-hmm. but you know if, if we continue to, to print debt uh, at some point there could be a reckoning that is going to be not good for bond prices but good for yields. so hmm. I think perversely again, maybe us um, you know being profligate spenders that we've become uh, in the last couple of years is, is going to also put a floor underneath yields domestically
0: hmm. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't considered the the debt side of that. You know, that. That's a good point there. And of course, with the rates as low as they are, I'm sure you've been getting a lot of questions about the negative. If you want a shock,
1: rates. you can look up on uh, many different sources to see what our actual national debt is. It's a one way trip higher mm-hmm. uh, in for quite some time. I think our total outstanding since 2016 are up somewhere pushing 40 percent mm. since since around 2016. Mm-hmm. So. Um, anyway, it looks like there ought to be a floor underneath our yields for the for the foreseeable future
0: interesting interesting well, I know you 've been out traveling a good bit this summer, um, talking to bankers, so like I always ask you how how are we doing? How is the community banking industry doing? Uh,
1: collectively, I think uh, the industry is doing very well. Uh, at, on this podcast last quarter, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, industry had just uh, posted record first quarter earnings. Mm-hmm. We don't quite yet have second quarter of 2019 uh, published yet. It's a, it's a news release from the FDIC, mm-hmm. but every, all expectations are is that we're going to be continuing along at a, at a record pace. Um, uh, I mentioned there might be some margin compression. But loan volumes still are growing. Mm-hmm. There's they're, they're probably slowing. Loan growth rates uh, are, are slowing, but they're still positive. And I don't hear too much um, about uh, credit quality issues springing up yet. Uh, you know, I've anecdotally uh, heard bankers in different regions of the country uh, say that they feel like they're, they're over-reserved. Uh, that conversation uh, uh, usually comes out of my asking about how are you uh, prepared for Cecil for when, right. when that happens, right. um, but uh, sure sounds like things are going well. And if there is a little bit of margin compression, well, uh, the the real bugaboo that'll hit a bank is is when they got to make large allowances for credit uh, problems. That doesn't sound like it's happening. So we ought to be a record year for two thousand twenty, two thousand nineteen, rather. When all is said and done,
0: on uh, on Cecil, I know we didn't talk about this before. Um, but you know, in regards to Cecil and your travels, have have you seen uh, a lot more conversation about that? Uh, it's it's sort of an unpleasant
1: topic. Yeah, <laughs> it, it comes up when uh, I'm at a conference and there is a workshop about Cecil. Okay, so yeah. while I'm there and somebody is on stage. Uh, Showing the slides about Cecil, that's when that kind of comes up. But I think bankers are uh, grudgingly uh, mo- moving toward being being equipped to do that. A lot of them already are. Yes. Yeah. And there is a pretty decent window before uh, banks have to actually have those in, that in place. so yeah. uh, So, uh, gr- gradually, yes, Byron.
0: Yes. Well, good. Well, good. We're uh, as I, I think I had told you, we have recorded some uh, some more Cecil uh, content, and they did. They have extended it to 2023, but that's still. Uh, I'm glad to see it being discussed out there. So uh, tell us about what's going on with ICBA Securities, what you've got coming up, and how our listeners can sign up. Okay, I will, Byron. Uh, September is our big
1: travel month. Um, We will be on-site at eight different of our state association partners' conferences, um, and uh, where we will be uh, is published on our website, which is Mm icbasecurities.com. Now, we've got two educational events coming up in addition to our appearances at conferences Mm -hmm. in the very near future. On September 17th, we'll have a webinar as part of our eight-part webinar series this year. We call our webinar series Community Banking Matters. Mm -hmm. September 17th, Kevin Smith, who teaches the investment section at the Barrett Graduate School of Banking Week, uh, is going to be talking about mortgage-backed securities. And this is going to be pretty important and timely because mortgage-backed securities don't move price-wise um, completely um, in tandem with other fixed-rate securities. And mortgage-backed securities are a big portion of a lot of community bank investment portfolios. So if you'd like to have uh, spend an hour having uh, ICBA securities help you take stock of your uh, mortgage-backed securities, mm-hmm. Kevin Smith will help you do that at 10 a.m. Central on September 17th. The other educational event is our annual bond school, and we do that here in Memphis, Tennessee. We call it the Bond Academy. Mm -hmm. Um, It is October 21st and 22nd. You would get, uh, attendee would get uh, 12 hours of continuing education credits, and uh, we will sell out. Uh, We have room for 75 bankers. We don't uh, uh, have them uh, filled up yet, but we will. And this is a beginner's class, so for those who are just taking over the responsibility or will in this near future. This is a beginner's class called the Bond Academy. You can view all of the, those sign-up materials also on icba securities Okay,
0: and we'll have the uh, the ICBA Securities website in, in, in the show notes. Where, no matter how you're listening to it, and then as well on the Barrett uh, on the Barrett website. So uh, click down below, uh, and go over to ICBA Securities, and I, I will say listing I've. As a personal plug, uh, the the webinar series that you all have been doing has been really interesting, and I'm looking forward right. to I'm looking forward to hearing Kevin on that because it's. Uh, not only because of what's been happening on the investment portfolio, but you know, as these banks make mortgages and and turn around and sell them, getting an appetite for your customer, getting an appetite for that market Mm -hmm. is important to hear to know as well,
1: right? And uh, I should mention too that uh, our webinar series also offers CPE, okay? So so that's a, a freebie one hour
0: continuing education credit if you're so inclined to listen to us live. Good deal. Well, good deal. Well, Jim, thanks for uh, thanks for coming by here and bringing us up to speed on everything that's going on. Wonderful. Always a pleasure. Thanks. thanks, Jim. Well, that's our episode for today. We hope you've enjoyed yourself and learned a little something. If you haven't already, please feel free to subscribe to our podcast and drop us a five-star rating. You can follow us at Barrett Banking on Twitter or Barrett School of Banking on Facebook and LinkedIn, and we even have a new Community Banking Road Trip playlist on Spotify highlighting your favorite songs about your home state. Check that out and feel free to submit your favorite song about your state to add to the playlist. We have an ever-growing slate of classes, seminars, and webinars that are available, and not to mention our industry-recognized Graduate School of Banking every May, and we look forward to seeing you at any or all of our events. For more information, check out our website at barrett.ws. And from Memphis, the heart of banking, blues, and barbecue, we'll see y'all next time on Main Street Banking.